everyone. Welcome back to episode 20 of the Talk of Fame podcast. I'm Kylie, and today we have an actor and host of the Brett Davin podcast. Brett Davin, thank you so much for coming on, Brett. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. Let me just, and not to just correct you right off the bat, but just so we get it, it's Davern. It rhymes with cavern, rhymes with tavern. Uh, my mom doesn't like me to say it rhymes with tavern because that implies drinking or something. I don't know. <laughs> So whatever you want, rhymes with cavern, davern, however you want to say it. <laughs> yeah, at least I know for future things. At least I know. <laughs> thank you for that. So, hey, Thank you for having me on here. This is awesome. Thank you for reaching out. Um, and I'm really glad we could do this. Of course. Thanks so much for coming on. I can't wait to speak with you about your career and stuff. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day. So, sure. Well, I'm yours. Go for it. Yeah, 100%. So over the last year, we've been stuck in quarantine. So what is something that you did over the last year that you wouldn't have time to do before? Well, I mean, look, this is going to sound like I'm just shamelessly plugging my podcasts and things. But in all seriousness, like uh, my partner, Katie, and I, my business partner, Katie, and I, we, we have been doing this podcast or this morning show for a, a little bit before the pandemic kind of hit really in March of 2020. And, um, and so we'd already been doing it. We had our feet wet, we had a good rhythm going. Um, but then everything went down and everybody went inside and, you know, the whole world shut down. And, uh, for, as far as acting goes, like all of the auditions were not happening. Um, casting offices were closed. Agencies were closing left and right. Um, and so we just kind of looked at each other. We're like, Hey, we've already got this little thing going here. Let's just keep, you know, go fully into it. And now we have, uh, we have four different podcasts and uh, I'm on five of them, maybe. I don't even know if that's mathematically possible, but so really it's kind of, you know, not to just give like a business answer, but that our business did really just become our hobby and is sort of what we threw ourselves into. And we just had to get creative. I mean, because that's what we were missing with acting and auditioning and going on meetings and talking about projects in that kind of world. So we, we dove into podcasts and really like, I, I couldn't be happier with it. I, Katie, I don't want to speak for her, but I think she's having a good time too. And uh, so, yeah, the other thing I did not to talk for too long, but the other thing I did is I started camping like for real. So I've been. What type of camping do you usually do? What do you do inside or like inside like cabins or you just sleep in like a little tent? Oh, no, no. We're talking about out in the middle of the woods in a tent, uh, like walk out, hike out, bring a backpack. I've done that a bunch of times during the pandemic, but also um, I built myself this like camping truck that I can also sleep in and it's got like shelves and cabinets and so we, we do that too. But I, I guess that would be more my hobby outside of work and stuff. Oh, 100%. Like, like during the quarantine, I enabled to see, I figured out, like, oh, I should do this, my whole podcast thing. These, I have two journalists in my family that do journalism for my local news company down the road, about like 10, 15 minutes away. And people always say, like, because I'm a big sports fan and stuff, I knew a lot going on in sports and in the industry. So, and people always mention me every time. I'm at like family events or whatever. They'll be like, Kylie, journalism will be perfect for you. Like, yeah, you should do it. But then like, I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Like, I never took it as serious until the pandemic hit. So I'm like, um, like I never had time to actually think about it until the pandemic. The time, yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's also like the technology has caught up, you know, like getting people on Zoom. I mean, for us uh, be, in the before times, that's what I call them, uh, we would have to have people come into the studio and they'd have to drive in and fight traffic and we're on in the morning and who knows if they were even in town or not. And now, I mean, like, I don't even know where in the world you are and, and you don't really even know where in the world I am, but here we can be. And it just makes everybody more accessible. And, and I find that, and I don't know what, how you find in getting guests, but for us on our shows, it's it's almost been easier because, you know, people can just be sort of in their pajamas, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, like, I'm usually in my pajamas most of the time. Like, I'm like, um, I don't care how, like, I don't, I, from, like, now I'm showing on Zoom, like, I don't care how I dress anymore. Basically, it's too, but I, I'm, I'm kind of starting to feel bad about it. Honestly, I got to start wearing real pants again, really. It's, it's <laughs> like, this whole pants. pandemic, like, changed how we usually dress, like, how we dress. Is there even such a thing as fashion anymore? What is yeah, this? exactly. Like, no one's... Fashion. No, no one cares about fashion anymore. Like, since the pandemic, we're always home. Like, we just don't care how we look or... We, we should honestly just start wearing just, I mean... I know people already do wear the cutoff shirts, but really we could just cut them off at our shoulders now. Yeah, yeah, we should. Just don't care how we look. Just come to weight the shoulders down. We just don't. Yeah. We could make a whole company where we just sell like uh, the top parts of hoodies and just have different colors and different designs and not even do the whole thing. We'll save a bunch on material. Come on, let's do it. That's yeah, let's do it. Just send me oh, something. We had to plan it. this. <laughs> we had to plan something. So. You have like like you're talking about the four. You have like a you host your own show. How did you come out? How like did the idea come for that? Well, so uh, I started listening to radio. I'm a huge fan of radio, uh, terrestrial radio, the old school uh, radio. Uh, growing up, I would listen all the time. Like I would listen to I don't know if you know the show Love Line. Um, they used to do this old show, people call in and talk about their relationship issues and things. And I would listen to that like at night, like in my room alone in the dark, you know, and radio can be so like intimate, really, I, I feel. And um, it's, it's a, it's, it can be like an intimate experience between you and the host because they, it feels like they're talking right at you if sometimes yeah. or to you anyway. And so I have just always loved radio. I love sports radio. I love, uh, like I said, like shows like Loveline, like um, kind of morning zoo shows. I love it all. And um, so then when podcasting came around, I started listening to all these podcasts. And then the beauty of podcasts is that they can be really only about like whatever you're into in a good way, you know, or, or they can be very specific subject wise. So when Awkward and, and um, the TV shows and so, some acting projects were kind of coming to an end, I was like, what am I going to do next? And, um, you know, podcasting was becoming popular and it's, it's I don't want to say easy to get into then because it was, there were a lot of hoops to jump through back then. But once you got it up and running, it's like, it's just on you and your own work ethic and your own creativity and your own stick to at that point. I'm into all of those things. Yeah, I think I I want to have a motor. I never want to stop moving, you know, like a shark or something, you know? So yeah. like, I just, it, it was just a way of being able to continue to be creative, still get to have fun with my friends, do a show in the style that I wanted to do and really have nobody telling me that I can't, you know, no bosses, no network, no, um, you know, no script to go off of or anything. And, and it's just, to me, I love having that blank canvas. And so radio was the medium for me and podcasting in the world luckily has evolved 
to a place where I can take advantage of what was something I've loved my whole life. Oh, absolutely. Like radio and like podcasting have been my entire life. Like you said, every time me and my father would go places, even if it's just down the road or something, I'll always have my dad come on, have turn on. Um, I don't know if you heard of it, but Kiss FM. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah. So uh, with Brian Seacrest and like, I'll be yep. a dad, turn this on. These, I always like, He's like, I always like to listen to people's opinions on whatever is in it, Misty, or whatever, sports, or whatever. And I didn't get into podcasts until, like, two years ago. I didn't get into it. And, mm-hmm. and so, like, there's so many podcasts now, and that's really why I started this. Because, like, there's so many people doing it. At first, it wasn't easy, because I was like, how am I going to get in contact with these people? And so, like, how am I going to work this in my schedule, see my family, other things I enjoy doing? So I'm like, how is this going to work? But set, like, when I started, it was, like, perfect timing for me because since we're stuck at home, we can't do anything. And at that time, I was bored at my mind. And I'm like, I think this will be perfect. Yeah. But now yeah. since the world is opening right now, so, like, um, so I'm like, how am I going to? balance so many things at once no you you've given yourself a problem haven't you because it's so much fun like i can, i couldn't ever stop doing this i mean i think that all the time as the world opens up i'm like oh there might be auditions and meetings again <laughs> i don't know i kind of love this you know but i i mean i could never stop acting and stuff but yeah uh, you know what i mean it's like you kind of give yourself this kind of really cool creative blank canvas scratches that itch problem <laughs> yeah like as much sometimes when I think like oh I need a break I need other things to do I'm like and then not thinking to myself like I can't stop doing this it's just, give up. no yeah and like, you know I love it now well and the fun thing about podcasting is like it, it can evolve it can change it can grow with you and um you know and like I said like nobody can tell you not to do it which is the best part absolutely you can do anything like no one can stop you even though you might hate it yeah, we, we're like, oh, we don't care. Yeah, everyone. The, the hardest part is taking the first step, right? And yeah. I, for me, it was as well. I, I called a friend of mine. His, his name is Marty. He's a buddy. We've been friends forever. And the first version of my very first podcast show was calling him and just saying, like, hey, man, like, I've met a lot of other actors over the years. I've worked with people who have followings and are, you know, name type people that people would recognize. And so, why don't I just try to call them? I have their numbers. I never use them after we're done working together. No one ever, that's the, that's a kind of a secret thing, or maybe it's not such a secret anymore, but people don't ever really stay in touch after projects, not for any mm-hmm. reason other than just people get busy and they live life and, you know, everybody's doing their own thing. Um, but so the whole point of our first show was like, maybe I'll try to get in touch with some of these people and like talk and bring them on and have a conversation. And so that's, that's what we started doing. But that, that first step is so hard. Just calling the friend or setting up the website or figuring out what it takes to get an RSS feed, right? But like once you go through it, like then you're off and running. So like I hear from people all the time that are like, I want to do my own, but I just can't take that first step. And it's like, I don't really know how else to tell you other than just like, you got to just get pushed out of the nest and go for it. You know, there's really, you can delete it. You can always delete it later. (laughs) Yeah, you're always doing it later. Like sometimes I think like when I'm watching past interviews, like I don't like I don't need to listen to my last interviews because I just hate like listen I still speak. And I just don't know why, but I just hate it. And like like you said before, like reaching out to people you may or may not know. I'm like sometimes like most of these people I never even met. And so 
and some of these people I liked or may not like or may never heard of. So I'm like, in like two people, I'm trying to get my aunt and my cousin on my podcast, our journalist. And sometimes I think like, oh, it's just going to be awkward or having my family. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's not awkward, but it's just like, it's kind of crazy. You have to push your family aside and go into kind of professional mode. Um, I, I sometimes I think like, oh, I'm probably going to say aunt in an interview and then I can't say it. I'm like, oh, no. Well, okay. I, I, can I tell you something I've learned in, in, in all of this is that people love to talk about themselves. They really do. Don't ever underestimate someone's desire to talk about themselves. And we really don't have that many people say no all that often because who doesn't want to come on and talk about their TV show or their successes or, 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 you know, whatever. So uh, I always ask because also if they say no, it's like, that's not that big a deal. You know, we've all been turned down for a million things a million times. What's one more, right? But yeah, exactly. They might say yes. So, you know, don't ever stop asking. I mean, look, here I am. <laughs> yeah, who you are, you're on. It's always you ask, on your side. Like, I mean, you never know until you ask. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, do I, you, look, I don't ever check uh, messages or any. I'm really bad at all of that on all social media. But every once in a while, I will. And I saw your message and I was just like, what did, I, what did I even say back? I think I just said, like, let's do it, right? Yeah, I didn't say let's do it. I can't remember. Like, Sometimes it's not that hard, you know? Like, you never know who is on the other end. So always take that chance. I believe that in all things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, did, I don't know if you heard of these people, Gina Davis, Patrick Dempsey, and Hugh Jackman. And, like, they're really the reasons why I do this. Like, they're my idols. And Ellen Pompeo, too. She helps me. She has her own podcast as well. Cool. And, like, they're my main people to get on, like main, main. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks, I'll email their agents or their whatever. And that and they're like, oh, they I declined this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you are you a fan of car racing? Uh yeah, a little bit. Like I just I couldn't okay. I didn't get into it until like this year a little here's bit. Like, how, bad here's how you get Patrick Dempsey. You have to you study car racing. Okay. You get good at talking about car racing, and then you just tell him that all you want to talk about is car racing, and he'll probably come on and talk to you because that's what he. Yeah, exactly. That's all he's. Like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what he loves the most, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like car racing or acting, either one. No, just tell him you're never going to even ask about act acting. You're only going to talk about car racing, and then you know maybe you might slip in an acting question after like 20 minutes of talking about, I don't know, whatever kind of car racing he's into. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, if I get one, I'll be like, oh, I gotta do some research, research right now. That if I yep. Everybody's into something. That's the thing. You just gotta find the thing, and then and then be a, a pit bull and just never let go of that T-bone. You know, persistence pays off, and that's all acting is anyway. You just go on a million auditions, and eventually, you meet enough casting directors, you meet enough people, you've been in town long enough, and then things start to fall into place. You know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, exactly. Like, and even the, like when people say no, I'll be like. All right, it's okay. But if it's not, if I'm like a big fan of them, love their work, like Patrick Dempsey, Gina, like I said before, I'd be like, I was so upset that I think like I'm be self conscious about myself, and like I'll, you know, I start bawling my eyes out. I'll be like, Mom, Dad, this is not gonna happen right now. Well, okay, but you know what's funny though? Like I totally hear you. I totally hear you. But uh, I've had this happen a couple times to me, where because I'm older than you think, and probably older than a lot of people think. And I had a long time before I ever got on TV. And I had a million jobs, hourly jobs, retail jobs, all server, serving tables, bartending, all kinds of stuff. 
driving a mechanical bull. I've done it all. <laughs> and uh, what's funny is I've run into actors that I met from way back in the day at these jobs and stuff. And then I run into them on sets and now we're both actors and we're working together. And they love the story of like, remember when I met you and you barely had the time of day for me? Now here we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so my exactly. Point is, is always ask because you're going to end up being like on a red carpet or whatever your ambitions are, like interviewing them, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sense where like you're coming at them from also this like power position after all of these years of putting in all of this effort and they're going to be wishing they could be interviewed by you. And you're going to go like, Hey, remember when you turned me down a long time ago? <laughs> it's going to be great. And I can't wait to see their faces when that happens. Or and, remember when your agents turned me down a couple months ago? Yeah. Yeah. It's Always call I worked with, um, there's an actress named Juliana Margulies, who is uh, one of the most just beautiful creatures inside and out that has ever walked the planet Earth. And uh, I rang her up uh, as an employee at The Gap one time. Uh, a million years ago and then uh we ended up being in a movie together and we were just sitting there on set one day and i you know we we're telling stories and i was like hey juliana i got one and she's like what's up and i told her and she, she thought it was hilarious you know i was like i don't know i never thought i'd be sitting here a year later it's just funny how life works out isn't it you know and exactly so yeah it all it's, goes it's... to that everyone's got a story you know everyone comes from somewhere and all of that and you know it's important to be aware of that yeah, it's like, crazy. Like, life, so, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy how a couple months ago you get declined a million times. Like, yeah. I'm reaching out to her agents a million times a week. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Good now, for you. Great. Never stop. Never stop, yeah. Kylie. Keep it up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not stopping until I get it. I don't care how many <laughs> things. I'm not stopping. Good. And, like, my parents like, Kylie, take a break. It takes time. Like, wake up. Email every three months. And you say, busy, whatever. I'm like, mom, you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> I love my that. dream. If you see that. me working hard on my podcast every single day, you will get it. But I love it. Right I now. love it. Never stop. Keep going. 100%. So, as we're speaking kind of about, like, your show and stuff, what is your par favorite part about working with Katie I don't know why I said it's wrong. Love. It's, it's LeClaire. It's just LeClaire. LeClaire. There's a bunch of silent C's because I guess her family has French origin. I don't know where that name comes <laughs> from. But anyway, uh, oh, she's great. I mean, Katie and I met uh, working on a movie um, four and a half years ago now. I don't know. Oh, a while ago now. Uh, the movie's called Party Boat. It was for an app called Kraken, which or Crackle, sorry, which I guess I think is still around. You guys can go find it. But um, so we were both just actors that got hired to work on this movie, and uh, also in the movie is my co-star from Awkward, Bo Murchoff. Actually, he's in it with us. Uh, so the three of us just became really fast friends shooting this movie together. And I had already been doing this podcast, uh, like I said, with my buddy Marty, and it would seem like it was maybe going to end. Uh, the guy who was producing it for us was moving on and moving out of town and all this. So one day I was just t talking about this podcast and how it might end, and, and Katie, uh, maybe to her chagrin now, I'm not really sure, but she spoke up and was like, I'll help produce that. I'm, I love that kind of stuff. I love working on projects, and I want to get involved. And so I was like, okay. 
and sort of the rest is history. We just sort of put one foot in front of the other from there. But uh, I mean, working with her is great. Like we have a really good time. Our show is on every single morning. Um, we're I'm, we're kind of like the Ryan Seacrest, if you will, show mm-hmm. of uh, this Adobe Radio Network, which is just a great network. They're all about rock and roll and, you know, freedom. And they've been streaming on the internet for like close to 20 years, I think. Uh, they were one of the original streamers uh, on the internet uh, back in the old dial-up days. And so joining up with them has been awesome. They give us a ton of creative freedom, which is, you know, what I love. And um, and we just have fun every single morning on there. We podcast it too. Uh, and then from that, uh, I've, I, we made a, a Seahawks podcast now that I do with a former player. His name's Lofa, and he's a, he's a complete badass. And so we do that for a sports network. I do a show called Release the Show about the Seattle Kraken, which is on the same sports network as our Seahawks show. It's called the Believe Sports Network. And again, they just give us freedom to be ourselves and uh, a lot of support. So uh, just it's really cool. And then the other show I do is about being a dad. And that show I do with Nathan Cress, who is uh, Freddie on iCarly. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with Nathan Cress. I, oh, yeah. Well, iCarly's my childhood. I child, I'm obsessed Kylie, with you got to check out our show. It's called Radioactive Dads. And we just sit in, around talking about being dads and actors and, you know, wax nostalgic about old timey things. And we have a bunch of fun on there. So those are all of our shows. You can find them wherever um follow me on instagram and all that and you know I'll, I'll i'll show you the way to the shows but like not in a like follow me kind of a way but just like mm-hmm. if you're interested that's where you can find out more and yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun we've been building these little families and you know little like listenerships for each show and our morning show is fun you can text us live while we're on the air and interact with us and we play games for our audience we as prizes, if, if, if we're playing one of our games for you, if you win, we send you used chapstick from the desk, which is usually Katie's chapstick. And so we just send used chapstick to people. It's it's random and fun, and we're having a blast, you know? Check it out. It's a good time. Yeah, 100%. Like, Nathan Crest and iCarly was exactly my childhood. Sure. Like, yeah. iCarly was really the only show I watched as a kid. Like, only show I watched. It was like, I never want to stop watching. If someone says stop watching, I'd be like, no, you don't tell me. I'm obsessed with this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and a lot of other people too. I mean, it's, it's really cool. The, his followership is, is awesome. And Nathan's such a good dude. And like just another guy that I met, we were met at a charity thing and we just became friends and, you know, I was like, Hey, you want to do this thing? And he said, yes. And, and now we've been doing that for over a hundred episodes, I think. So yeah, we're, it's fun. It's fun. All you need is a Zoom. All you need is a Zoom and a microphone, everybody. That's all you need. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yo, you should actually ask Nathan to come on. I would love to have him on. You should ask him for me. Well, hey, you ask him to come on, and I'll tell him to look out for the DM, all right? Yeah, I ask him to look out for the DM. I'll send him a message. All right. All right. And so, like, before, you mentioned your Seattle's, like, were you, are you a Seattle Seahawks fan? Oh yeah, big time. I'm born and oh. raised in Seattle and uh I I I'm every Seattle sport. I'm wearing this is a a vintage Seattle Seahawks or uh, sorry, Sonics hat. So oh, I mean, love it. Seattle. If it's Seattle, I'm in. 
Oh, say I'm actually if people know me, they I'm actually a huge, huge Seattle Seahawks fan, actually. Yes. All right. Even I, though we took the pretty much L yesterday, but I'm very happy Russell Wilson is back 100 percent He's my favorite player. He's the reason why I'm a Seahawks fan. He has a Russell Wilson. And yeah. like I like I'm just happy he's back after being hurt for a couple of weeks. But how do you feel about the Seahawks season like being three and six, Russell Wilson coming back last night and about Chris Chris Carson getting hurt? Well, okay, so they're three and six, but they play seventeen games, right? So that means yes. they have a chance to go eleven and six. So all hope is not lost. Let's calm down, everyone. Russell's back. They play the yeah, Arizona Cardinals next, who just lost, by the way. This last weekend, they got demolished. So they look like they could be got. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Our defense played really well against the Packers. They only gave up Mm -hmm. 17 points. And I mean, before the fourth quarter, they hadn't given up much at all. And it was Russ's first game back. So don't Mm -hmm. jump off the ship, everybody. Don't panic. We're going to be okay. And uh, that's what we're talking about on the Seahawks podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Like Russell Wilson, like I knew they're probably gonna lose. Like yesterday was Russell Wilson's back and they were just adjusting him from being out a couple of weeks. I forget how long he was out, like six, eight weeks, I think he was out. Uh he was out at least he missed like five games, I think. Right? Yeah, f- at least five games. And so like, I remember watching a play, I'm like, oh, he better not be out for the rest of the season. Oh, we're pretty much screwed. I know, I know. It's been a rough season, but hey, you know, we're sports fans. You gotta take the uh, downs with the ups. Exactly. Who do you have like a favorite player on the Seahawks, or you just like in general like everyone? Oh, Russ for sure. Uh, DK Metcalf with I mean, just you know that guy. He, you know, he can't do no wrong in my eyes. Exactly. He's DK Metcalf. No it. one's better than DK Metcalf for sure. No, the dyed hair, the big muscles. Like, what's not to love about that guy? He's awesome, um, and he seems like a cool dude. And then on the other side, you got Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker. Like, of course, much respect to Bobby. He's been there the whole time. I mean, he's the Russell Wilson of the defense. And, you know, he he gets sort of overshadowed sometimes because, of course, the, Russell's the quarterback. But Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner is, is uh, my man. I love that guy. Same. Yeah, I, I think I, I met actually Bobby Wagner two years ago, actually. I met him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, after I went to my first Seahawks game two years ago in Pittsburgh because I'm from Pennsylvania, so I live by kind of two hours from Philadelphia. And so I, me and my dad traveled to Pittsburgh for see the Seahawks play for my first NFL game. Yeah. Like, after the game, I, I believe they won that day. And so I was pretty hyped. I was, like, fired up. They were almost losing that game. They were seriously coming back where we took the win. So I was pretty uh, – Oh, I remember that game. That was, like, Thanksgiving week – uh, like f- four years ago, about five years ago. When what, what year? Do you remember what? Wait, was- 2019, September 2019. Oh yeah, so like three seasons ago or something. Yeah, yeah so right. I went down for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I went down. It was, that, was after- crazy, that was a crazy game. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I was like Back scared. Forth, I was yeah. crying. I was a me- I was so nervous. I didn't want my first. NFL game to be a loss. And I was like, I don't want this happening. Oh, that, game, Wilson was that game was crazy. I remember that game. We should have lost that game like a bunch of times, but we ended up winning. It was yeah. And, yeah. It was a lot and of so my dad's like, Kylie, why are you crying? They're still winning. I'm like, do you understand this game right now? Are you even paying attention? <laughs> yeah. That was an old timer. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And so like, after the game, we found out where the players come out. And he, Bobby Wilder came over. And he, he was with his mom after the game. Cool. And, like, he 
asked me to come across the gate where he was standing. And I went over to the way like, across the gate where he was standing and all the players were and I took we took a picture and he was so nice. Like that's cool. That was where I got better. And I met other players, uh Shamil Griffin, I think his name was I met oh, like, yeah. Griffin yeah. Brothers. Yep. And yep. so like it was pretty cool. You no, know, like I after I recognized that was Bobby Wander, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> that's awesome. Nothing better than that though, but yeah, no. Like, like you mentioned before, you were on um, MTV series Awkward. I don't know if the audio is just awkward. So, what was that like for you, like the experience? Oh man, I mean, dream come true. You know, in LA, trying to get a job for a long time, um, long process to get the job. Uh, I went all the way through the casting process for the character of Maddie, which is like the other guy on the show, and then. And then went all the way back through it again for the character of Jake, which is what I ended up ultimately getting. So it's a long process to get it. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you get the job, but in TV, you only get the job to shoot the pilot and you never know if it's going to get picked up. And then even if it does, like how many episodes are you going to do and how long is it going to run? So, um, you know, you're just hoping and praying for it the whole time that it'll get picked up and that people will enjoy it and it'll have a little bit of a run. And we were, you know, I'm gr so grateful that we were able to do like the five seasons of the show. It's one of the best times in my whole life. Like I've met all of my best friends, really. Like we all still stay in touch, the whole cast and talk all the time. And as a matter of fact, I uh, this week we're having like a, a cast get together. We do these all the time and it's just, um, I mean, it gave me a lot, you know, it, uh, it's a really important piece of my life and I'm just, I can't even express to you how happy I am to have been a part of it, uh, really. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. What's, what are you guys planning on doing? Do you have any, like, get-together, like, or party to get-together? What are you guys planning oh, yeah. on? Yeah, no, we'll always, you know, somebody will send out an invite, whatever, and then, or an email, and then everybody gets together at someone's house and we just, like, you know, just whatever friends do, just eat, drink, hang out, tell stories of the old days, you know, or whatever. And it's always fun. I mean, I, I see some cast members more often than others just because of lives and people's, you know, schedules and things. But um, every time that we all get together, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I, I can't fake how much I love all of the people on that show and, uh, I, and just how lucky I, I consider myself to have even been a part of it and and that that we all do get along so well like i was talking about before how sometimes people don't stay in touch and with awkward that's definitely not the case mm -hmm. uh especially between the cast and so um i don't want to speak for them but just if 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 just from myself i it's it's just the greatest thing i've ever gotten a chance to be a part of love it so like what is like a piece of advice for people that would love to become an actor or like a podcast or sort of love to be on a radio? Well, podcasting, I'd, I'd say, is a little different than the advice for acting. Podcasting is have a strong idea, know what your show is about, right? And then just, and then just start doing it. You got to just hook up a microphone to a laptop. Uh, you don't have to worry about going on camera right away if you're shy or, or whatever. Just hook up a microphone, start talking into it, and then commit to putting whatever you do on the internet because that's the thing that'll keep you doing it. Uh, if you just record it and then listen back to it and decide that you don't like the sound of your voice and then delete it or whatever, like you're probably never going to post the next one yeah. either. 
you got to just record it and whatever comes out comes out and you're going to you know make sure it sounds good and then throw it on the internet uh with acting i'd say the advice is a little different um take class uh get enrolled in, in a class uh, whether it's an acting class you know just that's out there being offered by a local acting coach or acting school or whatever or if you're in school right now college high school whatever take acting class start there um get up on stage as much as possible and just make sure that you love the process of like breaking down a scene and figuring out a character and all of the things that are the fundamentals that's first and foremost and then after that the advice is much like podcasting if you really want to go for it go for it i mean Start sending your headshot everywhere. Look up the names and addresses of agencies. Send your headshot everywhere you can. It's old school, but hey, you never know. Start DMing. I mean, all these agents are probably online. Now this isn't how I got my agents, but like go after them, you know? But armed with good stuff, armed with good tape of yourself in something or doing a monologue where you crush it, you know, and you think the performance is amazing. Go at them with stuff and never stop knocking on their door. Um, shoot stuff yourself put it online uh don't and don't do it to try to get likes or views just record yourself doing a good scene with a friend of yours put it out there put it on your instagram uh i don't know there, there's so much self-promotion these days that it's almost like in some ways maybe it's easier to get noticed than it was way back in the day but then again mm -hmm. the business is so huge now that maybe it's a little harder i'm not really sure the, the thing is with these businesses there's no method at all which is also the beauty of it. Uh, if you want something bad enough, you just got to stick to it. I know these things sound like cliches, but it's what I've learned to be true. Everybody I know who has gone through all of the trials and tribulations and stuck it out and is still here are the ones who are making it. And, you know, the ones who kind of give it a few shots and realize that it might not be for them and they're a little scared or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but they just, you know, they don't find it again. You got to stick to anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I come from a very shy, anxiety, depressed little girl to a podcaster that's Amazing. shy, talking to people she never met. Yeah. So, like, I, like, I was always very shy to talk to people I never met. I never even liked talking to people I even met. I was like, oh, I just like to be specific people that I'd be fine. Like, I just, well, like, look at you. Like, look, at, look at you. You're crushing it. Thank you. Like, I'm now, like, I'm, like, I don't care. I'm doing something I love. I need to get myself known. I don't That's care. I talk to people in the industry, make friends with them, do whatever I could to be able to get to know them and give people entertainment now. And as much as I could to try to help people that want to do podcasting or whatever you want to do. I love it. I love it. Like, seriously, what could be better than that? Doing something you love. Like, nothing's better. Nothing. Exactly. And if you can figure out a way to monetize it, which is a conversation about, you know, advertising and sponsors and, you know, these networks and this and that, and it's the same thing. You do your podcast enough times, you put out enough episodes, you get like really solid material, and then you go after these places. It's the same thing, right? Uh, I think, some, I don't know, a lot of industries are kind of the same. They work like this. You put in the hours, you put in the work, then you just keep evolving and going after bigger and better things for yourself because no one's going to advocate for you like you can um then yeah just put one foot in front of the other there's what other choice do you have right if you really love it yeah exactly what other choice do you have than doing something you enjoy no one can tell you different yeah so do you have anyone 
like anyone particular particular that inspired you in the path of acting of an acting career? Um, well, I went to a elementary school growing up, uh, elementary school and middle school that do really big productions, uh, musicals and theater productions and stuff. And um, so I was just kind of always a part of those. And so I just, I got bit by the being on stage and getting an applause when you're in fourth grade, kind of a bug. Um, and then I kind of started watching movies and getting really inspired by like other actors and filmmakers and stuff like throughout high school. But really the, the thing that got me at first was just being up on stage in front of people and the sort of rushed adrenaline that comes from that. Um, and then like throughout high school and starting to watch like the classics, you know, like all these like seventies films and Coppola and the Godfather and you know, Shawshank Redemption and like all the, like the good, like juicy stuff that I missed when I was younger. Um, and so I just, you know, got inspired by all of that and sort of the, like the way that they just, they tell a story and they don't apologize for it and they don't have to explain it to the audience. And they, they, um, they tell things in such a real, like kind of raw stripped down way that I love. And so that's what we try to do on all of our shows. You know, it's just really like be our authentic selves as much as we can. And so I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd, I take inspiration from all of that, that stuff. Um, one actor in particular, I mean, it'd be hard to just pick out one. I think right now, I think that like, I mean, Christian Bale does like such interesting stuff. If you want like a big time kind of Hollywood actor to look at, I think he's just so interesting. All of his performances are always just so different and he brings so much to each one of them. Um, yeah, I always love watching his stuff. I get inspired by him. I'll, I'll stick with him. Yeah, Christian Bale, Christian, <laughs> Chris, I forget, Christopher Bale is such an icon. Like he's one yeah. of the actors that you can't, like resists watching their movies, like watching them. But yeah. the, another icon that I, wanna, like, I'm sure you probably heard this guy, but Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler? Did you, say I Did you say I have? I haven't heard of him? I don't know if you have. I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Of course, I grew up with Adam Sandler. That's my so my I and he, I, I really my me and my father are obsessed with Adam Sandler. That he literally yeah. his movies all, all day, any day. I won't get annoyed at all. Adam Sandler is the perfect example of doing what you love to do, doing your style all the time, and and finding an audience. Right, like he can do the very serious sort of like uncut gems or. Um, What's the other one? Punk drunk, punch drunk love, right? Or uh, rain, rain on me, rain over me. Uh, he's done these like serious roles, right? But then he's done his like little gobbledy goobity whatever, and it's weird. I don't get it. I don't know where it came from, but it's a style. He found an audience, and hey, why not? You know, he's just such an example. Like, well, like in those movies where he's going gobbledy go, like. Is it the greatest acting in the world? Of course not. Is it the greatest movie in the world? Of course not. It, but we love it, right? Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the whole point. It's like you're never, you can never determine what an audience is going to love. You got to just be true to yourself and go for it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> He's a perfect like, example. Of that. Yeah, like happy, like a Happy Gilmore, Grown Ups, and all those movies. Yes. Like those yes. movies are iconic. Like no, no movie is better than those two like that's how he, he found, I love he is having more grown-ups 
Yeah, he found his niche. He found his audience. Good for him. Yeah. And um, also Dwayne Johnson is also an icon. Well, speaking of finding your niche, right? Like find that audience and then just hammer it. <laughs> yeah, and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, what can you say, The Rock? If you hear The Rock, that means something. You, you have got to do it for a reason. Like don't take it away. Like I, Dwayne Johnson, like is literally why I'm literally so confident in myself is because of him. Cool. Like he's an icon. I really yeah. grew up with him. That I'm like, oh yeah, he's that. that little, he's literally an icon. I mentioned every time someone says a rock, I'm like, do you mean an actual rock or you mean <laughs> the rock? Because there's only one. Yeah, there's only one true answer for that. <laughs> so, what is like the most difficult thing for you about being an actor? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Anyone who tells you there's like, it's not, I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, Kylie. It's, it's the greatest. And I mean, what's the hardest part? Not getting a job when you're auditioning, I guess. But I mean, if you talk about once you get the job, an early morning, I guess, every once in a while, you know, like there's really not too much to complain about once you got the job. Uh, getting the job is the hardest part. There's plenty to complain about there. I mean, uh, which I guess I can do like, uh, you know, the driving all over the town, the getting told no by casting directors, the getting told from your agent, like, well, if you wear this, this will work. And then who knows if that's even right. You get new headshots every time someone gets bored. But once you get the job, it's the greatest thing on earth. There's nothing difficult about it. <laughs> exactly nothing's better you i'm not like when you realize you get a job you're like okay i'm done stressing i don't care at least i got a job that's all i care about i can work yeah i love any job that when you think back on the hard parts you don't remember them yeah exactly like some people don't even remember their, like iconic roles i saw like there's some video like videos i saw those like some people actors don't remember their iconic roles um, yeah how can you not remember your iconic role? Because <laughs> yeah. a memory can't live without, basically. I, I don't remember a lot of awkward episodes. And, like, some people will come up, they recognize me out there or whatever, and they'll talk about an episode. And I'm like, it takes me a minute to, like, what? Oh, yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't even remember that one. It's weird. I don't know why that is, but it's real. I'm not faking it. Yeah, it's real. Some people, like, there's, like, so many episodes in a show or like a movie, like like like, like Grey's Anatomy, for for example, there's oh. 18 seasons. Like you can't remember Stop. which scene it is. Yeah, forget it. That would that be a nightmare. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Like what season episode was it? Like I remember if you tell me the episode in season, then I'll it'll click. But some like a show like that is like kind of hard to remember like what scene you're exactly talking about, or like a character or something. It's like what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, like, the final question for the interview is, if you could choose any actor or actress in the industry to work with, who would it be? Oof. That's a good one. Hmm. Anyone to work with, huh? Hmm. I'm gonna, you know what? Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel Washington? Oh, yeah. Might as well shoot for the top. Might as well. I mean, or one of them. I mean, he's he's amazing. His roles, he's iconic. He the, the way I mean, the way he goes after a role, I really love and admire. The way he goes after a character, I mean, 
um, just plays everything with that intensity. Uh, it feels like he like, I don't think he's ever takes a take off. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like he just brings it. Um, and that would just be inspiring, motivating. You learn a lot. He seems like he'd be fun and funny, charming, of course. Yeah. That's my answer. Oh, that's like a perfect answer. No one is better than Denzel Washington for sure. I, I don't think so. No, he brings it. For sure. I remember like, I was hearing Ellen Pompeo podcast. Is that, like, that's my favorite podcast. I told you before I love Ellen Pompeo. And so like, I remember they, like, when she did an interview with Patrick Dempsey, and I remember listening to it, and she, and she he directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I don't know what episode or season it was. They never mentioned it. I'll get back to you on that if I find the answer. And I remember, like, Denzel went, like, drove her kind of, I don't want to use this type of word, but, like, kind of drove, I would say insane now. Let's go with the word. And so, like, Ellen decided to go yell at this guy because he wasn't looking at her in the eye when he was apologizing in the scene. Uh-huh. And, like, Denzel, like, like, was screaming at her, like, you can't do that. I'm your actor. You don't tell him what to do. I'm like, Really? She was like, listen to me, buddy. You um, you don't know where the bathroom is. Like, you don't know what you're talking to. I run this show. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow. you tell him. Not a lot of people do that. Like, no. Especially I Denzel Washington. Like, seriously. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> well, I'm like, once I heard that for the first time, I'm like, you told that to Denzel Washington? <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know. That's awesome. That's like, crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, you really told an icon that. That's like mind-blowing. So I just want to thank you so, so much for coming on, taking some time out of your day to come up my podcast. It really means a lot. I could really sit here and talk to you all day. And, oh, like, me Kylie. No, Kylie, thank you so much for having me on. And seriously, congratulations with everything that you're doing. Uh, not that you ever will, but don't ever stop. Um, and yeah, let me know. I mean, don't be a stranger, okay? No, 100%. We'll definitely stay in contact for sure. So we'll like, cool. keep in contact. We'll definitely stay in touch. And maybe we'll do something like a, another podcast with so soon. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Of course. So thank you so much. And we'll definitely speak soon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Bye, guys. Time.